0: little bit of things I do. I play tennis, varsity, three years. Almost like one state, not really. But, and I love making videos. Like, I want to major next year into film production and stuff like that. Don't know where I'm going to go yet because I'm indecisive. But uh, that's another story. So, yeah, no speech experience. Never took a speech class. In fact, I took this personality test one time. How many of you guys take personality tests? Yep, you guys, volunteers, okay. Uh, We all take them, right? And I took this one like maybe two years ago, and it told me four distinct letters of what my personality is. And I turned out to be an INTJ. What does that mean? It means introvert, not extrovert, intuitive thinker and judger. And I'm not going to go into what those really mean, but my mom made me write out the description of that. I found out a lot of interesting things about myself. It's actually accurate. They tend to lose people in conversation. And they tend to ramble. So the odds are against me tonight. So we'll see if I can conquer that. Uh, So I want to start off my topic tonight about holiness. Just uh, asking you guys about New Year's resolutions. It's 2015, yay, yay, yay. What are your guys' resolutions? I'm going to call on three of you. Raise your hands, please. <laughs> I'm not afraid to call you out. I will pick out a random person and call you out, and everyone's going to look at you. Does anyone want to you? What's your news? Read the whole Bible. You're cool. Good. Good for you. Second one: you, I see you. Say it. We're all looking at you. You got to say something. Waiting, waiting, waiting. You forgot. That's a bad resolution. Final one, you. Wow. I'm glad i guys should be friends with him. He knows what he's doing. Uh, so, yeah, did you guys know that like two weeks ago I heard on the news there's a study that came out. Only 8% of people actually fulfill to the core, of their resolutions by the end of the year, like they actually complete them. That's 8%. So we'll see if you guys and you, uh, <laughs> see if, if, if you're going to be that 1% or 8%. Uh, so yeah, the main point of tonight is holiness. It's up there. Cool. So my topic, my catchphrase, is that holiness is no suggestion, joke, or for the faint of heart. So I want to start you guys off with this question. What what does being holy even mean? What does it look like? What can we do in this world to be holy? Tonight we're gonna look in detail about those points. And I'm just giving you guys a few thoughts. I mean I am by no means an expert on holiness. This is obviously a broad topic. Lots of different paths you could take with this talk tonight but I am no means an expert. All my research is just from the past weeks preparing for this talk. So, how many of us tonight can give a confident pinpoint definition of holiness in one sentence? I'm not going to ask you guys, but just think about that in your head. How would you phrase it? Maybe some of you guys, you can't really define it that easy. It's kind of hard to pinpoint on the dot. So, did you know that being... When you're a Christian, being called holy is probably the best compliment you can get. Like complimenting a guy's jays, or, that's cool, like saying, hey, you're a pretty cool guy or walking up to a girl and say, hey, you're looking fine, you know? <laughs> those, are, those are great compliments and everything, but they just don't compare to being called holy and it's not a good catchphrase or a pickup line, whatever you want to call it, but yeah. Uh, and a lot of the times, Christians sometimes tend to forget about holiness. They tend to stop thinking about it. We just, we never really think about it in general. We, just, we lose focus. So in my own life, in my own Christian walk, I never even thought about holiness in the past. I struggled with certain things when I was younger, like profanity, wanting to be cool, everything like that, idols, arrogant. I mean, everyone has issues, right? You have issues, you have issues. We all sin. So, we all know what we've done. Jeez, my hand's shaking. Uh, So, some other things that you guys might struggle with tonight are pornography, cheating, lying, arguing with your parents. The list goes on, on and on. We all have probably like a thousand things that we're dealing with right now. I mean, we're high school students. So, we all have our struggles. And we obviously can't do it on our own. We can't pursue holiness on our own. It's because we're always going to fail. So, I want to be more holy. And I'm guessing you guys, you guys want to be more holy too. But, how is that even possible? You may be thinking. Aren't we always going to sin and rebel from God? I read a lot. Oh, geez, I skipped a paragraph. Uh, how can a person who constantly rebels against God be anything close to holy? I mean, we look at other people and we think they're doing it right. Why can't, why can't I? They seem to be doing holiness right, so why can't I? So there's this book I read over the past summer, 2014, so long ago. And it was called The Pursuit of Holiness by Jerry Bridges. My dad gave it to me, and since it was over the summer, I'm a teenager, got nothing to do, I read it. And it actually really helped. It helped a lot more than I think, than I thought it would. And the very title explains holiness in general, in one sentence, it's the pursuit, the pursuit of holiness. And in the book, he defines pursuit as unrelenting, an effort, not an end goal. So, our first point is how holiness is no suggestion. 2 Peter 3 10 through 11, Peter is asking about the end of the world. He's asking, What should we do? Like the world's about to end, what should we do while we're here? Jesus answers, We're supposed to live holy and godly lives. So, our main passage also is Hebrews 12 14 through 16. And this you can turn your Bibles to it. I know you all, you all have the app, right? You all can all get it out. Uh, Hebrews 12, 14 through 16. And this makes it very clear that there is no, that holiness is no suggestion. It says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord and see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and no bigger root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So notice how the main points of the, just this little phrase says, make every effort to be holy and to be at peace with all men. And so we know the Bible consistently states, be holy, be holy, It, bleh, gosh, it's no suggestion. The Bible repeats things. And if you notice, when the Bible when the writers of the Bible want to emphasize something, they don't put it in all caps. They, they don't use 20 exclamation points. What they do is what I've noticed is that they repeat things. So in multiple parts of the Bible, when they repeat things, that's what you should pay attention to. They're emphasizing it. That's how they emphasize it. And this is a big issue. We're called as Christians to be holy. And so our second part is just the joke. Holiness is not a joke. Some of us may think it is. I mean, come on, we're turned off by people who just judge others and who always condemn others who are sinful and all, everyone's going to hell. We, we, don't, we don't like hearing that. No one likes hearing judgmental people. And for some reason, along the line of time, holiness got conskewed with being super judgmental and mean. Well, that's not really what it is. I mean, some, the Pharisees, they they were the most judgmental people back in the Bible time that they talk about. And so I'm not calling you guys to be Pharisees. I want you guys to be holy on the inside and for the right reasons. So others of you may think of holiness or godliness and think negative things. Like there's the stereotypical Christian who goes to church every Sunday or wears Christian teachers' t-shirts, and just is so judgmental at school when they're not really, they're not living it out. So some of you may have had a bad experience with holiness. I was at a table at lunch, at lunch and I sat with, like, freshman girls one time. It was weird. And I was just, I'm a quiet guy, so I just eavesdropped. And it it's sort of like, it hurt me on the inside because I was watching what they were doing. They were, I was literally watching them judge people who passed across the lunchroom. And, I mean, you guys probably experience this too. No one likes seeing other people be judged. It's not not fun. So, in the Bible, Jesus talks about the Pharisees a lot. He talks about prostitutes, he talks about thieves, but he speaks of Pharisees in the absolute worst manner he ever does. So, Second Bible passage we're going to look to is Matthew 23 through 25 and 26. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. blind Pharisee first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. So what does that even mean, clean the clean the insides of our dish and then we're just going to look out fancy and everything? No. When we clean the inside of us or the dish, the inside is our heart. It changes our hearts and our desires. And so the outside depiction naturally changes because what's on the inside first changed. And also, another Bible verse that even backs this up, Leviticus 11, 44. God said, Be holy because I am. I am holy. And later on in Leviticus also, God's calling Israel to be distinct among the nations. He says, set, you are to be set apart. So set apart. We're like, we're supposed to listen to that too. So we need to be set apart from other people who are the Pharisees and also be the people who just aren't pursuing holiness in general. We should be set apart from all the others where I was again. So we all know since we can't be holy, we all know that Jesus was the only one that really could. Second Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. So in the Bible, you may know this story, but Jesus goes through like this desert place and he gets tempted with every temptation imaginable like every one on the list and he just overcomes it and he overcomes it through God so i don't know but if i was tempted through everything to through every possible temptation i'd fail so hard we all would fail but jesus never did so i know you've obviously heard this before but these things that we do these little things in life. It can start with just opening scripture and memorizing scripture. There's even apps out there like Soul Revolution. Jack Archer, if you came to church on Sunday like two weeks ago, he told he told us what he does. Basically, it reminds you every hour that like God's with you, God's on your side. Whatever you, whatever these little things you have, they, they can all help you even reading like Christian books, like that Pursuit of Holiness book, that really helped me. You can find a book that can help you as well. So the fruit of the spirits, some of you uh when you think of holiness, when I first said holiness, you may have thought about the fruit of the spirits. That's just go-to go-to thing that you think of. So Galatians twenty Yeah. Galatians five, twenty-two through twenty-three tells us that the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So it's obviously a lot of things included, and they're all very difficult. No one really likes loving the guy that picks his nose. No one doesn't. It's hard. No one likes picking trash up after someone who misses the garbage can when they try to get buckets. Um and it's hard. All these all these ten, seven things that were stated, they're all hard to do on a consistent basis. So for others of you out there, when I first spoke of holiness, it may even sound unappealing. It may even sound like you don't wanna you don't wanna have that. And we, I mean, no one really wants to. No one wants to hang out with the guy that picks his boogers. That was a bad line. But it's a thing that it's a thing that all of us can do, and it's a thing that we really need to do. So, here some practical ways you may even think of just pursuing holiness. It's just things that work for you in your own life with all our own busy schedules getting a plan on the Version Bible app, since almost all of us have it. Staying, staying true to your plans, train, staying true to your New Year's resolutions, those two guys over there. That's how, that's how you're really pursuing. So another good way to check yourself right now, tonight, is just acu- ask yourself, do you want to stay where you are spiritually? Or do you want to keep moving forward? Some of you may think, yeah, you know, it's good with me. and God, we're, we're homies, and everything's tight. I'm just going to stay right here. I don't really need to do much else. I've, I've been saved. But no, if you really want to thrive, and you're, you feel like you're missing something, the, thing's that, the thing that we should all be doing is just pursuing holiness. That's, that's what's going to help us. There's this quote from this one book I read. I didn't get the title before this speak speech, bad me. Uh, the one marvelous secret of holy lives is not imitating Jesus, but letting the perfections of Jesus manifest themselves in my body. So when you think of that, it's not, since we can't do it on our own, we need Jesus. It's, it's him coming in through us. There's a whole bunch of theo- theology behind holiness and everything like that. But one final, I have a good story for you guys. You guys ready for a good story? We all like good stories. So, holiness. It sounds hard. All those things I listed, they're hard. We don't like doing them. It's not fun. We get distracted. The list goes on and on. We just don't want to do it. It's just hard. So do you have a time in your life in the past where you had to overcome something hard? Maybe you think of getting an A or tying your shoe, whatever whatever it is for you. That was a bad joke. Uh, If you haven't yet, you haven't overcome anything hard, good luck when it happens, because it's going to happen. So one of the struggles that I had is... Junior year, or right before the ju- the start of junior year, I was going to need a car to go drive, to go hang out with friends, work. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to look up a good car. I'm going to get a good one. I'm going to impress people. So I Craigslist like an eBay almost every type of sports car imaginable. That's pretty cheap. And For some reason, I was like, hey, Mom, hey, Dad, come look at this car. It's like $5,000. Looks pretty cool. So a week, week or two later, I'm still, like, hooked on sports cars. Like, Mom, I want a sports car. Well, they came through, surprisingly. Total surprise, my whole family knew about it, and they tricked me. My dad rolled in while I was playing knockout, I believe, in the driveway. And I was like, I was looking off in the distance one I Hey mom, that's a Mustang. That's a sign from God. Like we should get one. And then I'm like, I'm looking because he's driving slow I'm like, what's this weird guy doing? He pulls into my, he's into my driveway. It's my dad. And I'm like, what? No way. We actually have a video of it, but I didn't really bring it. Sorry guys. They caught my reaction on camera. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a red, cherry red Mustang convertible, not a GT, but it's a convertible. It's pretty cool. And right when I saw it, I was like, oh snap, I can use this to my, I can use this to my advantage. I can impress my girlfriend. So, well, I'm always thinking about her, so I just try to impress her, you know, things like that. Cute guy. Uh, And so, I pictured in my, I pictured it in my head. You guys can picture it too. It'll look better. Rolling along, just cruising along the beach. Top tops down, hairs flying, sunglasses, <laughs> be- beach body, because I just drive shirtless. Because I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a sports car. <laughs> Who doesn't do that? And it's just perfect, perfect picture in my head. Like, my gosh, this is gonna be great. And so I looked inside the car, and I'm like, whoa, Dad, this is pretty cool. And I, was, I realized one thing. It's a stick shift. And I don't know how to drive stick shift. I drive, I drive automatic. I, yeah, stick shift, yeah, yuck. And I'm like, great. I'm going to have to learn stick shift. Jeez, I'm almost running out of time. I need to hurry up this story. It's going too far. So basically, I get in the car. I'm like, Mom, let's practice. I need to get ready. I need to surprise Brittany. She doesn't know this. She doesn't know anything about this. I need to get ready. So get in the car. And for for those of you that don't know, the stick shift cars, there's like three pedals, clutch, brake, gas. I didn't really understand it. I couldn't even start the car. (laughs) Like I was like, it's pretty embarrassing. I almost had a mental breakdown, and just quit right there. <laughs> My mom ended up driving it to here because we were gonna practice here. I was like, mom, this is embarrassing. I couldn't even drive it here. So we get in the car again. I'm like, mom, I got this. Get out, of, get out of the way. Get in. Mom, what's going on? What am I doing? Something's wrong. I hate this car. I don't want it anymore. It's being stupid. It's not working. She starts it. Obviously, it works. It's my fault. And I just get so frustrated. I eventually turn it on. Good news. And I start driving it. I have beginner's luck. I'm like, sweet, got it first try. Um, eventually, I killed it again and 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 again. Again. again again. Kill it countless times. And I was getting so frustrated because I was going to hang out with Brittany like one more week, she hasn't even seen this car. We've hid it from her, she doesn't know, and I need to get this down. But I'm not, it's gonna suck, and my whole pictured perfect dream is just gonna go away. And it's just really depressing. I mean, I had this magnificent car, this powerhouse wagon, this chick magnet. I mean, I already had my chick, but she'd be magnetized. <laughs> oh, you guys like that one. Oh, uh, running out of time again. Eventually, I had this real hardcore mental breakdown. I was with my dad another day, and I just started crying in front of my dad. It's like second time in my life I cried in front of my dad. And I was like, Dad, I'm not going to get this ever. I hate this car. I'll roll up in my Honda Civic that's a junker car. Sorry for you. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't take that personally. So my dad helped me regain my confidence. And I, over hard work, I had success. It took time. I practiced every day because I was so determined. So the whole point of this story, this beautiful story, is, uh, guys, it's worth it to pursue holiness. It's hard, but it's worth it. So... Holiness is like a Mustang. It's it's attractive. It's magnificent. It's like a powerhouse. And it'll be hard to learn, because it's a stick shift. And we're going to struggle. We're going to battle. But we're going to get to it. We're going to get through this. And even after I learned, I still stalled out in public. Believe me, it's embarrassing. Everyone looks down at you, and you're like, it's bad. So overall, I hope... You don't think holiness is a suggestion, joke, or for the faint of heart. It's for those of us that want to go further in our own walks with God, and we don't want to stay where we are. So, I had one cool story, but I ran out of time. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so now we're going to pray. That was fast, wasn't it? Jeez. By your heads, but bam. God, I thank you for these, these beautiful students tonight. And I thank you that for those, of the, for those of them that are pursuing holiness, I pray that you would keep the drive going inside them. And for those of you, for those of them that don't, I pray that this would just inspire them to actually go pursue holiness for you. And I also pray for Josh Ward's family, he recently killed himself last week, and I just pray that you would be with this family in this tough time. I also pray for the Reeds, the Reed family. Their grandma had a stroke or something bad like that. I just pray that you would give her the strength to make it through this. I pray that we have a good time in small groups tonight, and that we have good connections with everyone. Amen.